Hi, and welcome to the season finale of our first series on the Tales from the Asylum podcast called Are You for Cinema Education? If you haven't listened to our previous four episodes for this season, I advise that you pause and come back to this episode after you do so. This season finale will contain an interrelational comparison of the well-known and loved movies Fight Club, directed by David Fincher, Little Shop of Horrors, directed by Frank Oz, Dolores Claiborne, directed by Taylor Hackford, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, directed by Jim Sharman. Robert Wood Johnson's medical school's extraordinary groups named Night's Watch and Cabin Normal are hosting this collaborative episode alongside Dr. Anthony Tobia. So get comfortable and you'll hear from me later on in this episode. But discussing four films and trying to bring them together isn't the easiest task. And if we're looking at films like Fight Club, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Little Shop of Horrors and Dolores Claiborne, at first glance, there really doesn't seem to be much that would link these four films. But you know, starting out with the primary focus on Fight Club and how it might be related to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think first and foremost, when you look at what Fight Club is really about, I think most of America would think of the condition of dissociative identity disorder. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Fight Club by now, uh, you know, listening to this is going to be quite unfortunate. Uh, But um, DID uh, and the fact that Tyler Durden is revealed to be an alter of the narrator certainly allows for the discussion of the uh, dissociative disorders in general and the most severe form of dissociative disorder, specifically uh, dissociative identity disorder or DID, uh, you know, in particular. Any thoughts about that? Um, Yeah, I think Tyler Durden was definitely a different part of the narrator that he like manifested into a whole person. And I think it was also easier for him to blame it on another person, the things that he was doing. I think that was also kind of an interesting aspect. Yeah, great. I also found the plant from Little Shop of Horrors to be similar to Tyler Durden because they were both um, fascinated or had this thought and desire to destroy and take over the world and kind of made their weaker partners or weaker counterparts do that for them. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, when you see these films that depict DID, such as Fight Club, I think one of the questions a clinician would ask is why Tyler Durden even came into existence. And I think if we're going to look at this as a fictional case, and if we were to anticipate the answer, that is uncover some past psychiatric history, perhaps developmental history, we would think that early childhood trauma might be part of the prequel. Now, again, there's no prequel to Fight Club, but if we were to build such a film, early childhood trauma of the narrator is likely to be a focus of the plot uh, in that film. And the most severe form of trauma that would result in the most severe form of dissociation, specifically an alter personality, would be early childhood sexual trauma. Uh, So uh, that's where we would look. Uh, Now, there's no evidence of this in Fight Club, but if the narrator were to present with a chief complaint of, you know, I've had it with Tyler, or as a trauma code after sustaining a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head, I I think a comprehensive psychiatric evaluation uh, might inquire about early childhood sexual trauma. And might then Fight Club, the film, be a fictional case of post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, to the same extent, to your point, that this character of Tyler Durden is nothing more 
than an extension of the narrator and an extension that appears to embody the id impulses. Well, so too is Audrey too. That is, so also is Audrey T-W-O. The plant in Little Shop of Horrors just so happens to have the same name as one of its main characters, Audrey. And might that be a, a hint that the plant really doesn't exist? And the plant is an external extension of this character who is very buttoned up, who is very superego driven. Uh, but now we see the id impulse part of this character, albeit externalized in the form of a triffid. And in that way, yes, Audrey too, in Little Shop of Horrors, will bear a significant resemblance to Tyler Durden in Fight Club. Could insomnia be also a reason for um, DID in Fight Club? Yes, in a way, yes. Um, remember that we always case formulate behavior, and in this case, abnormal behavior, along the three Ps. So it would be that biological state, that biological state of consciousness, altered state of consciousness, specifically insomnia, that would have precipitated the behavior that we are observing in Fight Club. So yes, I, I don't think it predisposed, but it may have precipitated his most current um, dissociative episode. So then I guess the question now introduced would be, where does the Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture Show fit in? We certainly have a very superficial connection with Fight Club in that Meatloaf a day is a star in both. And we have a superficial connection with Little Shop of Horrors and that both are musicals. Uh, so in that way, um, we have a nice connection of Fight Club, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and Little Shop of Horrors. Any other specific thoughts directed at the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I mean, if you, if you listen to um, Hoppatootie, which is the song by Meatloaf in that movie, the lyrics are perhaps collateral information that provide us information on a particular character, Eddie, that himself looks to be suffering from antisocial personality. And in the lyrics, there's evidence of conduct disorder prior to the age of 15, which is very consistent with the APA nosology, that is individuals with this condition, antisocial personality disorder are not only defined through the cardinal trait of a blatant disregard for and violation of others' rights, but also must demonstrate evidence of conduct prior to the age of 15. And that seems to be consistent with this character. So Tyler Durden, Eddie, and Audrey too, are all manifesting similar traits here. I don't think anyone would necessarily have any objection to the notation that the Rocky Heart Picture Show appears to be a fictional case that allows for review of multiple sexual deviancies, uh, classified as the paraphilias uh, in the DSM-5. So these are sexual deviant behaviors that are clinically significant to self or others. Anomalous um, behaviors outside of the norm that when clinically significant, therefore disordered, may result in uh, clinically significant distress or impairment in self or others. And once you understand that, one of those, as an example, sadistic disorder, masochistic disorder, actually two examples, 
are also manifest in Little Shop of Horrors. So we have two musicals now, Rocky Horror Picture Show and Little Shop of Horrors, both of which demonstrate two of the paraphilias. So Rocky Horror demonstrates multiple, uh, including um, sadistic disorder as well as masochistic disorder, but those two are carried over to the Little Shop of Horrors as well. Um, so in Little Shop of Horrors, would the dentist be an example of the sadistic paraphilia? Yes. Yeah, and then and this patient would be a masochistic disorder. Mm-hmm. Right, so in that one scene, we see both. Right. Um, uh, we see evidence of that uh, in the way that Dr. Frankenfutter treats his new creation uh, on their wedding night. And where in the world does this leave us when we try to fold in Dolores Cla- uh, Claiborne? Well, we have um, solar eclipses in both Little Shop of Horrors and Dolores Claiborne that um, have a specific significance. Yeah. Right. Uh, there, there, there's some cosmic event that, that links these two films, uh, Little Shop, as well as um, Stephen King's Dolores Claiborne. And we also have evidence of uh, a paraphilia in the Stephen King film, specifically uh, pedophilia, uh, which, again, one can make a case is also in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. And as much as that creation is hours old before Dr. Frankenfutter on him. These films all link now, which is interesting because if we come full circle and if we think if we envision this as a train that now is going to connect directly the uh, engine car with the caboose, we have Fight Club. We have this idea that it might be about PTSD and oh, what would the sequel show? And the answer is hidden or embedded in Dolores Claiborne that it might actually show early childhood sexual trauma, albeit in the Stephen King film, the victim is Selena. So again, an interesting dialogue in four seemingly unrelated films, uh, each having connections, but when you begin to connect the proverbial dots and these films begin to line up, ultimately Fight Club, rule out post-traumatic stress disorder, is ultimately connected with the Stephen King film, Dolores Claiborne. When you look at uh, Joe St. Clair, uh, is a pedophile. The Easter egg that is not quite found in Fight Club, is actually found in this unrelated film that is based on that Stephen King novel uh, that does depict pedophilia. I also found similarities between um, Selena St. George and Marla Singer from Fight Club. Um, They both had a suicide attempt at one point. Um, Lots of medications. Um, Selena definitely tried to overdose once. when she was talking to her mother about her past sexual trauma. And they both um, were excessive smokers as well. And, and I'd, I'd be worried. And I, you know, I, don't, um, I wouldn't dismiss alcohol con- uh, being part of e- each uh, woman's uh, life either. Um, but the nicotine may be, may be self-medicating. And I, you know, I, I think that uh, Marla would make for a very interesting spinoff uh, in terms of character development and getting a prequel, I think would make for a very interesting movie. In kind of building that plot, I, I think we would expect to see several similarities with Selena. All right, I mean, I think, again, I think we covered it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode five of Are You for Cinema Education? Tales from the Asylum podcast. I'm Sam Shrem, and with me, as always, is Amel Issa. Hey guys, we're not liking each other today, so... I have no idea what she's talking about. Today we're coming full circle and we're taking 
a overall look at the four films that we've talked about so far. Fight Club, Little Shop of Horrors, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and Dolores Claiborne. Yeah, we're, this is our season finale for this season, so... There's that thread that Dr. Tobia was talking about where you have a recurring pattern of severe trauma in childhood, most likely early childhood sexual abuse, and that leads to some form of dissociative identity disorder. That is marked by um, a few things. So at its core, DID is something so bad happens to you that you create a separate personality just to process anything to do with it. Anything that reminds you of the traumatic event even a little bit will sort of activate this personality and then you don't experience it. Well, I think that Tyler's alter is, or rather the narrator's alter, Tyler Durden, is a little extreme. Um, There, it doesn't have to be like this separate personality that's, you know, like Tyler. Because Tyler's very, like, goal-driven. I think it was mentioned only in the original episode from Fight Club. The narrator's insomnia could have precipitated Tyler. So insomnia is a symptom of PTSD, as you could imagine, if we're going with the whole, the narrator suffered from early abuse, develops PTSD. You have insomnia as a really natural thing. Like, that makes sense. You're always, you're chronically vigilant, always looking out for, like, whatever horrible thing happened to you to happen again. But sleep is disturbed in a lot of other really common disorders like anxiety, depression, or less common like bipolar. But, you know, anxiety and depression are like two. Yeah, main ones. Yeah, they're two big ones. And those people don't sleep as well. And interestingly, that's also a little bit on a genetic level. If you have anxiety or depression, there's a higher likelihood that that your genes that help you sleep... Mm-hmm. Uh, you will have some of them not work as well. Yeah. And then we move on. Yes, of uh, course. Of course, of course. The idea that Audrey and Audrey too could have the same relationship yeah. as Tyler and the, the narrator. narrator. Now we're going to get only a little bit, a, l- a little bit more into the um, the Freud stuff. I think I explained it in one of the earlier yeah. episodes, but to do it again, what do you have with... Audrey and Audrey 2 and the narrator and Tyler is you have this thing that Dr. T mentions where one of them is like the super ego yeah. which is like your social behaviors like stuff you should do morality mm-hmm. and then you have the id which are like your your primal urges like find food fight stuff if you have to find water reproduce, reproduce. like that's it right yeah. you have Audrey and Audrey 2 being these two things and it's kind of interesting at the very end of little shop of horrors you have seymour the main character and audrey they get married they move into a house in the suburbs and it's all nice but then you have a like a sapling like a little plant Mm -hmm. that's the same kind that audrey too is yeah so it's like it adds a little more credence to that idea that maybe this is audrey's altar but I want to say that the one who killed the dentist 
I think Audrey had Audrey too had Seymour kill the dentist, right? Okay. But Audrey would also want the dentist dead, right? Yeah. Except she's like locked in super ego mode. Yeah. Where it's like morality, what you should do. Yeah. So instead it falls to her id to, you know, fight when you have mm-hmm. to want to kill the dentist. So it really makes you wonder if this whole thing is just like in Audrey's head. Yeah. So we can see that these are really similar. And then with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Not Picture Rocky Show. Shh, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is not really the most related, but I think it brings up actually a good note with um, antisocial personality disorder mm-hmm. where you have... Eddie sings a song, mm-hmm. and in that song, if you sort of take it at face value, um, Eddie basically says, I had conduct disorder before the age of 15, which is like pre-ASPD. Yeah. I was thinking a little bit that maybe like Eddie is an alter of someone in the film, but I really can't think of who it would be. In Dolores Claiborne, um, you have Selena... And it's confirmed in the movie there's early childhood sexual abuse. Yeah. But what's different here is how Selena deals with it, right? Yeah. She doesn't seem to have DID. She denies the entire time. Yeah. Until very late in the movie that there was early childhood sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. With DID, you have this. You have stuff called like depersonalization, derealization, mm-hmm. altered personality. Yeah. So it's like. The other personality is taking over, or like you're just kind of going on autopilot. Yeah. Things don't really feel real. You don't remember stuff like while that happens. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to be the case with Selena, right? Mm-hmm. In Freudian psychology, there is a defense mechanism called denial. Yeah. Which, yeah, like that's like, every, like everyone knows that. Me literally every day. In denial. <laughs> so the way Selena deals with it is different but i think like like the underlying issue is obviously yeah. it's the same but i think it's kind of interesting that instead of developing did you can develop like i guess discount did yeah. right selena is in distress right yeah like she's on psych meds she drinks she attempted suicide once yeah. like there's a lot of distress there but it's interesting that like there can be that instead mm-hmm. of you develop a Tyler Durden. Yeah. So. Yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, you just trade you you trade your Tyler for like. For literally a, just. For incredible sadness. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode, and we will see you next time. This episode of Tales from the Asylum was written by Dr. Anthony Tobia and produced by me, Amel Issa with research done by students and trainees at Rutgers Robert Wynn Johnson's Medical School. The commentary in this episode starred Sam Schrem, our podcast intern. Tales is just one of our courses that sits at the intersection of behavioral medicine and pop culture. You can learn more about Tales and the rest of our curricula on our website, wickednights.com, and YouTube channel, Wicked Nights. Be sure to receive notifications about our upcoming events. Just search for us on Twitter and Instagram and click that follow button.